Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. We have been sold the lie over and over that in order to lose weight, all we have to do is eat less and exercise more. I am so excited to introduce you to my personal health coach and weight loss coach, Cynthia Mathis. Cynthia offers a completely new and fresh perspective to this conversation. You are going to love everything that you learn. Cynthia has so many certifications. She's a master primal health coach, a toxin and detox and mold detox specialist, and she helps overweight women with chronic symptoms begin healing so they can lose weight and keep it off for good. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I'm so excited for this. So can you briefly just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work and what you do? Yeah. So my name is Cynthia Mathis and I am the founder of Cynthia Mathis Wellness. And I've been doing this for a few years, came into this business, of course, through my own health journey. I feel like every health coach Mm -hmm. does, right? Because the more you work through, the more you learn. Right. Many, many certifications because I feel as if you're not learning, right, you're not growing. So Mm -hmm. many certifications, but mainly focusing on functional nutrition, weight loss, root cause illness, functional labs, things like that. Yeah. And my main focus or my passion is to help women and men, mostly with just chronic symptoms that everybody's Mm. like, maybe this is normal. Everything comes back on my labs normal, but I really don't feel well. I love to dig into those and actually figure out what's going on because the answer is no. Usually it's not everything is normal. (laughs) Right. I know. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to dive into that because I've been told so many times, like your labs are within range and you're normal and all these things. And it's so frustrating when you don't feel normal. So according to the NIH, the National Institute of Health, 30.7% of adults are overweight. 42.4% of adults have obesity and 9.2% have severe obesity, which is crazy because that's 82.3% of U.S. adults who are not metabolically healthy. Like that, that stat blows my mind. So I want to know, what do you think, like, how did we get here? How did we get here where the vast majority of people in the U.S. are overweight? And what's the most common cause of all this weight gain? Oh, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Most people think it's because we eat too much and don't move enough. Mm -hmm. Right? That is like the most common thing. It's you go to your doctor, you're overweight, and they're going to say, well, you should eat less and move more. And I will tell you, that may be 1% of my clients that truly come to me overeating, truly overeaters. The rest of them, it is usually underlying inflammation and other causes like heavy metals, mold, parasites, Mm -hmm. metabolic adaptation from yo-yo dieting, not eating enough. Yeah, totally. I, I think it all starts when 
there's a lot of things in our food that cause systemic inflammation. And when your cells are exposed to that inflammation over time, it causes just underlying chronic illness and metabolic adaptions that aren't great for us that can shut the body down. And so when you're exposed to that over and over and over again, and you don't know better because we were told about a lot of these things are heart healthy and- Oh yeah, just the best. (laughs) Yes, and we are greenwashed by a lot of products and things Mm -hmm. like that. And you think you're doing well and there's mixed information out there and it's just so hard to navigate it all. So how did we get there? Multiple ways, but I really think it comes back down to a lot of our food, a lot of convenience, and then just underlying issues that nobody is recognizing. Yeah, I think that's so good because... The overarching narrative, I absolutely agree with you, is eat less, work out more. Like, I've heard it before a million times. I've been told that by doctors. And it sounds like what you're saying is more of, it's not that we're necessarily overeating, it's what we're eating, right? Like, it's eating healthier things that will keep us metabolically healthy. And that's so interesting because... I do keyword research before every podcast interview because I want to know what are people searching for? Like, what do people want to know on this topic? And this search was most enlightening to me because the things that people are searching for, Cynthia, are how to lose weight fast, Mm -hmm. (laughs) weight loss pills, weight loss pills was the Mm -hmm. second most searched thing, weight loss surgery and weight loss clinic. So... It's very clear that the majority of people in the U.S. are looking to lose weight. But unfortunately, I feel like we're going about it the wrong way. You know, like we want the fastest results with the least amount of work and the most donuts. And so how is that contrary to how weight loss actually happens? Yeah, there is no quick fix. Right. And I Mm -hmm. tell people all the time, all of my clients, if you're losing more than a pound a week, a pound, I will push a pound and a half, maybe, unless you're holding on to that inflammation and you're not losing fat, right? A lot of that's inflammation if it comes off quicker than that. But if you're doing some crash diet that has you losing two to four pounds per week, not only are you going to pile all of that back on as soon as you try to eat normal again, but you're going to add on about 20 pounds to what your heaviest weight was. Because your body thinks it is starving and never wants to starve again. So it goes in this protection mode because our bodies are extremely smart. It goes in this protection mode where then it stores. You can eat 900 calories and still store it as fat. Because your body's trying to protect you from not starving again. Mm -hmm. Same with weight loss pills. Okay. It may dampen your appetite. There's a lot of things right now going around about semaglutide and Mm. all the shots and things like that. That really help a certain population, right? With severe insulin resistance. There are people without severe insulin resistance that are using them just to lose 10 to 15 pounds and they're going to eat muscle and make their condition worse. So there is no quick fix and it's long-term habit changes that really make the difference. You know, you've got to work on stress. Mm -hmm. You've got to not over-exercise. You've got to work on your food quality. You've got to work on not turning to food through emotional states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that big time. So it's a congruency of things, but it's a whole lifestyle. That's another thing I try yeah. to do. This is a lifestyle, not another diet. My goal is when you finish with this, that this is not another yo-yo diet. Yeah. Because the, the more you diet, 
the more your body adapts to those processes, the harder it is to lose weight later, the more you're going to put on. And then the it, it just creates all kinds of problems. Yeah. And that was exactly like I came to you after having a functional medicine doctor telling me eat a thousand calories and do keto. And I did it. And I'm very disciplined. You know me at this point. I'm like, I'll eat a tire bite by bite, right? Like I'll do whatever it takes. So I did it and I did lose 20, 25 pounds. And then I would look at spinach and gain 10 pounds, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I rebounded so hard. And so I think that absolutely happens. And so it's not this quick fall off a cliff. Like my weight drops 40 pounds in two months, right? It's like, you're saying it's slow changes. And I don't think that we want to hear that. I don't think that we clearly don't want that to be the answer. But I think that if our overall goal is not losing weight, if our overall goal is to be healthy, that's the healthiest way to do that. Um, So when I was at my heaviest weight, I had people telling me, like friends of mine saying, this just could be how your body is, right? You've had two kids. You're 33 now. You're not the 20-something you once were. Mm -hmm. Just love your body, right? And so I've talked about this so much on the show because I think it's absolutely crucial that we love our body no matter the size, 100%. Like our love should not be dependent on our size, right? But I also think that weight gain, just like you were saying, can be the sign of a deeper issue going on. So for me, you and I did, we did a GI map for me. We did a Dutch test. I had H. pylori and some major hormone imbalances. So I would love to know, why do you think that this root cause protocol is so important for weight loss? 80% of your immune system starts in your gut. Okay. Mm. People don't understand, I don't think enough, how big of a player the gut plays into your thyroid hormones, Mm -hmm. your sex hormones, to your immune system, to literally everything, right? So I absolutely agree with you. Love your body. But your weight, right? Your weight is a sign of something else deeper going on. And when you look to these underlying causes, you can love your body, right? at any size. And you should, you should work on loving your body no matter what, because if you don't love it when you're heavier, 15 to 20 pounds, you ain't going to love yourself whenever you're 20 pounds at your goal weight. Yeah. Agreed. So that's a mindset shift that has to happen. But what I'm looking for is, okay, this weight is your body's telling you something that something's going on. And almost always, well, yet have I not found something underlying going on, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Gut dysbiosis, cortisol, out the roof or tanked one or the Mm -hmm. other yeah sex hormone imbalances mitochondrial dysfunction glucose dysregulation when i run labs at somebody who's even 15 to 20 pounds overweight and i run inflammation markers and your inflammation markers are elevated it doesn't matter that is going to catch up with you Mm -hmm. right and that is going to cause disease down the line you need to be healthy from a metabolic cellular standpoint, right? right? In your gut, in your hormones, in every single piece of your body. And then once you are at a cellular level healthy, the weight just comes off, right? And you're able to maintain it and not do this yo-yo because you've actually fixed the underlying root cause of why you were putting on weight in the first place. It is crucial 
crucial to healing and crucial to weight loss to really figure out what is going on and heal from the inside out, not just the outside. Yeah, no, it's so important. And I mean, it's just so crazy because people might come to you, Cynthia, because I'm overweight, right? And they might not even know that you're going to do all these root cause protocols and tests and all these things and, and find things. But I knew for a fact that what I was experiencing was not my normal, right? Like this is not how my body typically is. There must be something going on. And it was just crazy looking through all of my labs and you basically saying you're a loaded gun for an autoimmune disease, right? Mm -hmm. Like the fact that we are doing this work will hopefully prevent an autoimmune disease. And that is like the most motivating thing ever, knowing that I'm healing root causes now and root cause means it turns into other diseases. So sure, you might want to lose weight, but at the same time, our goal is really to be healthy on a cellular level, on a whole body systemic level for the now, but also to prevent future disease. So we've touched on it a tiny bit. And I know that your process is so multifaceted, right? Like it's not eat less and exercise more, but can you give us kind of a general overview of what is your approach to weight loss? Yeah. So I have the 4F process, right? It's flush, feed, function, and fast. And fasting is not your typical, hey, I'm going to not eat for 24 hours and eat one <laughs> right. meal a day, all of that. It is very complicated because we use it for autophagy, you know, for cellular cleanup for people that are have chronic illness or possible autoimmune, severe metabolic resistance, things like that. But during flush, we're working thyroid, adrenals, liver. We start touching on the gut a little bit during flush too, but I'm feeding people up. I take their basal metabolic rate. You should see people's faces when I say, okay, we're going to start out at 2000 calories and they've been eating 900. And they <laughs> that was me. I'm yeah. going to gain weight. That's like, I promise I will not let you gain weight. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Because almost, like I said, about 1% of people that come to me actually overeat. Almost right. everyone else actually undereats drastically. Yeah. And I was there too, because I felt this fear around food. Mm -hmm. Like I had done this crazy crash diet at the instruction of a doctor and like looking at food, I was gaining weight. And so you thing that makes the most sense to you, even though it's not right, is like eat less food. Like if you eat more food, you'll gain more weight. And so I had gotten to the point that I was scared to eat. Like I was really yeah. scared. And I, I mean, you know me, I came to you eating a paleo diet for the mm -hmm. most part, and still gaining so much weight. So I think a lot of people get scared of food, which is a tough place to be. It is. It is. And getting women to actually finish the food too, because during, <laughs> yeah, yes. it's a lot of food. It's a right? lot of food. <laughs> it is. And the metabolism is what you feed it. And I'm, what I'm trying to do is get people's metabolism back responding, you know, yeah. because it slows down and slows down and slows down the less you feed it. Sex yeah. hormones slow down, thyroid hormones slow down. The thyroid loves carbohydrate. Your hormones right. love healthy fats. And so having this combination and not having one food group and right. eliminating a whole food groups is the key to this and super low inflammatory. So yeah. flush and feed, I'm feeding women up, way up 
probably yeah. pass what they're used to. Yeah. Right? I mean, I got up to 2,800 calories yep. and I was like, I was always eating. Like I was like, I can barely even get all this food in me. But I even noticed like we just got back from Disney and I noticed I can eat so much food. And I went to Disney World and didn't gain weight. Like I, I was just eating and like, I make pretty healthy choices even when we travel, but still like I just, my metabolism is so high these days. I could just eat anything. And I, and Chaz and I would even go to restaurants where we used to split meals. And like, it used to be, he's 70% of this entree and I'm 30%. And then he's like, go for it, girl. Like I'm just eating (laughs) so much. Okay. So we've got flush and feed. Yes. And so then in function, we hit aesthetics, right? And so that is when we actually do cut and we hit hormones. So flush, you have adrenals, thyroid, liver. During feed, we are working gut. We are working gut really hard during feed. And then in function, we hit hormones and all that. So we're hitting like top down, right? Hitting every system in the body throughout these phases so that all of your metabolic processes contribute to your weight loss success, right? Yeah. And so then if somebody is, let's say, extremely metabolic resistant, because I will say the longer you've dieted and the more crash diets you've done and the more you starved yourself, the longer it takes to get everything back in line and really fix mm. the metabolic dysfunction that you cause from all of that yeah. dieting. Meaning that when you're trying to increase people's calories, that takes that's a longer process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or if you take somebody like say with Hashimoto's, you may have mm-hmm. to feed them up a little bit slower because everything shut down with Hashis, right? Mm-hmm. You've got low sex hormones, low thyroid hormones. And so it may just take a little bit longer. You will get there. Yeah, you just may take a little bit longer and then function, function gets fun because you start get to play in with pathways, right? There's mTOR, which loves carbohydrate and protein and you burn carbohydrate and protein only on mTOR. And then there's AMPK, which you can start burning fat. And so you start getting to toggle between pathways and teaching the body to be metabolically flexible so people can actually burn their own body fat for fuel. Hmm. So it's a really cool process and you get to see how well your body responds, you know, in the end with fast, depending on, let's say they still have chronically elevated glucose levels. You're talking about cellular damage, right? Mm -hmm. Or old senescent cells that are floating around in the body that have the potential to then turn into something later, like cancer or metabolic disease, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so different forms, either dropping protein way, way, way low, or doing really high fat, right? Or doing a little bit extended fasting. I'm not talking about longer than 18 hours by any mm-hmm. means. And I'm not talking yeah. about more than one to two days at a time once a week. You right. know? So it's just getting that cellular cleanup is then important for a lot of people too. And there's all kinds of tools in my toolbox to figure all that out what people will respond best to, like glucose monitoring and Dutch tests, GI map, like what else is going on in the body? Because the more we can figure out, the better. The better idea I know where to take you to. Yeah. So does everyone, so the main weight loss is happening during the function phase. Does everybody go through the fast phase? All of your clients? Okay, so only kind of if necessary. Yeah, and some people I can even do a metabolism test. Let's say you come to me, a true overeater, or somebody that's just healthy and wants to optimize. I'm going to flush you, 
no matter what, right? And then we can go straight into function. And I don't have to feed you up Hmm. like any higher because deer and flesh, I'm feeding you up pretty high anyways, right? So it all depends on the person and what their goals are. But some people, the paths don't always just follow four Fs. Every single person is individual. What one plan is for one person is completely different for another. Mm -hmm. It is never the same because our bodies are not the same. Our paths are not the same. Right. So everything's different. Which is why you're essentially describing bio-individuality. Every single person's different. Everybody's gut is different. Everyone responds differently to different things. And so I think that's such an important approach, whereas the conventional model says, eat less, exercise more. And we say, let's heal your body, right? Yeah, no, I, I think that's so important. And just to be clear, your process is... A combination of testing, let's see where you are and let's discover some root causes to this weight gain. And then also a heck of a lot of supplements supporting the body while you're also eating really specific things and moving your body in specific ways for different phases. So it really is a multi-pronged approach. It is. And I tell people, because they're like, do I really need these supplements? And you can say, you were eating full paleo, right? Totally. I mean, couldn't get, yeah, right? couldn't get much better. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't get much better than that. And I have people that come to me plant-based that only eat like from the ground and not processed. You know, there's a big difference between your processed foods and your regular foods. People come to me eating super, super clean, but there is so much in our environment these days, right. so many toxins we've accumulated over time. It is impossible not to just walk out your door and be exposed to something or even in your house if you haven't done like a full clean out. Right. right? So you can eat all the clean things in the world and still not heal without certain supplements. And mm-hmm. vice versa, you can take all the dang supplements and medicines in the world and not heal if you don't change your diet. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It is a combination of both. You know, what the end result looks like is maybe somebody's on a multivitamin and one or two other things, a binder, right? That's the end result. But the process on the way when I'm trying to get to the gut and I'm trying to heal hormones and I'm trying to detoxify the body, you need very high quality physician grade supplementation. I get so many people that come to me buying supplements out of Walmart and Target. And I'm like, okay, you can just take that (laughs) and put it away. (laughs) Throw that in the trash. (laughs) And you have to be able to control every single variable. And if you don't know the sourcing and you don't know Mm -hmm. the fillers that are in that and you don't know how much potency that thing is, you're just slowly making the problem worse by taking really crappy supplementation. Right. So it's a very, it's a combination of both the supplementation, the diet, and then the mindset piece, because Mm. 90% of the journey is mindset. And I say, that's probably what I work on the most. People can follow a plan and they can take the supplements. But if you do not change your mindset about health and what your lifestyle will be, then you're just going to go right back to, your norm. And yeah. Yeah. Be back so, at one. so it's definitely not, we're eating these things to lose weight. And then I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. It's very Correct. much a, we're learning a low inflammatory way of eating that will support you for life. And that needs to continue for sure. So we had a lot of questions about intermittent fasting and you mentioned, you touched on it a little bit, but I'd love to know, how do you feel about intermittent fasting and especially for women? 
I think it is overused, right? I think it is, has been talked about and talked about and talked about. And so a lot of people go that route. And what I see, especially for women, especially for cycling women, is women will lose their cycles because they're under eating. Yeah. And people are like, I'm not hungry. I can't believe I can go on all day and without eating. That is not okay. You should feel hunger in the mornings. Right. And if you don't feel hungry after a 12, 13 hours, that's probably a cortisol issue or an underlying metabolic issue. Right. But for most people, it should be used as a tool, very cyclical and under advisement from someone who knows what they're doing. And not everyone should intermittent fast. It is not for everyone. And I can actually see it on labs. If people yeah. under eat and are not yeah. good at fasting, they will have low LDH and low creatinine. And that combination tells me your body is not good at fasting. It does not like it. You need to stop. Right. right? Yeah. Um, and I love when I get messages from people. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. Like I'm ravenous in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. yes, I'm so excited for you because your yeah. metabolism's kicking back in. Right. right. So intermittent fasting can be used as a tool, right? And that should only be used as a tool and not a full every single day, two meals, one meal a day type work, unless you're going to fit in 24 to 3000 calories, like 2,400 to 3000 calories in those two meals. What woman do you know? I can't do it. I I wouldn't be able to do that. So I tried fasting and I think it definitely elevated my cortisol in the morning. I'm also like... I think you can do it really wrong. And especially without the, all of the, like uh, without supervision, I think it can be done really poorly because especially people typically say fast, but you can have black coffee and tea, right? Mm -hmm. So you're just like throwing your cortisol so high right when you wake up, which was one of my issues. And so, yeah, I feel like it... I feel like people turn to it because it does feel like a magic solution because I don't have to choose. Like I even read this book that was talking about like, don't even change what you're eating at all. Just skip the first meal of the day. So then it's not, you're, you really are just shooting yourself in the foot and shooting your metabolism. And it's like a slew of things that can happen when you're not starting with like a ton of protein and really healthy breakfast. And there's a big difference in what most people think is intermittent fasting and more circadian rhythm fasting, Mm -hmm. right? So like, let's say a 12 hour fast, that is good for the body and digestion. You're talking about 7 p.m. cutting off eating before it gets dark, 7 a.m. starting, that gives time for the body to digest all the food you have from the previous day, let go of some inflammation. For some people, like I cannot eat after 5.30 or 6 because I will not sleep, right? Mm -hmm. It's just my digestion. Well, I also go to bed at 7.30. So, you know, I'm like one of those. (laughs) Look at you. I'm one of those weirdos, but I'm up at five, right? So for me, I need that much sleep. But that circadian rhythm fasting like at 12 to 13 hours, that is a great break. If you think about eating with the sunrise and not eating after sunset, that is a good way to go about, quote unquote, fasting, yeah. right? But 
your 19, 20, one meal a day, that is just a recipe for disaster for almost everyone. Yeah. And your body actually stops functioning. Like I'm in survival mode. I'm going to like, we don't need to reproduce. I don't need to make a baby. I'm going to like stop using my sex hormones. So all these processes essentially slow down to a halt because you don't have the energy that you need. So that is definitely not optimization. We got a question about dealing with adrenal fatigue in combination with needing to lose weight. Mm. So what's the best approach for that? Which I feel like a lot of people are dealing with that combo. Yes. And a lot of times I see adrenal fatigue from very high stress, go, 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 or have ran their body into the ground trying to diet because your adrenals can only go so long, right? Cortisol will only be high for so long before your body says, I am tapped out. Mm -hmm. I am tapped out and I'm done. And so then everything flatlines, right? Or there's some type of like in underlying infection, some type of deep stressor mold is really bad yeah. about this. Deep stressor on the body that just taxes the adrenals over and over and over again. So it's really getting to what got you there. Was it lifestyle? Yeah. Was it nutrition? Was it working out every single day, doing Orange Theory or whatever hit seven days a week, like yeah. under eating? What got you there? And then dealing with how you got there, right, in the first place, and then finding out what may be a root cause and then reversing it, you know? Yeah. So if you have been working out way too much and under eating, the answer is to stop, right? Like <laughs> yeah. walk, walk, chill, breathe, meditate, yoga, eat, eat more. But then, you know, at that point, you probably call some metabolic resistance, right? Mm-hmm. And so you want to feed up in the correct way so that you will not put on weight, Right. Because your body is probably in that storage mode if that is the reason. And if it Mm -hmm. is the chronic underlying infections or things like that, you want to go through certain supplementation protocols to get those things out of the body and back into balance while you're just feeding the adrenals. Yeah. Like really using high quality supplementation to help them get back on track and get their energy back. Yeah, I love that. And it's crazy because we talk about root causes so much and... It's just such a great example of you can be eating a fully paleo diet, but I had mold exposure as a child. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't care how healthy you eat, you have to have a very specific supplementation protocol to get that stuff out of your body. Like it is not just going to leave. That's not how how mold works, right? So even if you are a really, really healthy individual, like we all just need support every once in a while, right? Like we all have these things that we're dealing with. And so that's such a good reminder. Okay. Last question, last official question. We had questions about menopause. And so I'm 33. I haven't been through menopause yet, but you see all these terrible (laughs) things about menopause, like all these things that happen to, it feels like every single part of your body. And so when it comes to weight gain during menopause, what are ways that we can support our bodies as we're perimenopausal, menopausal to keep weight off? Yeah. Glucose regulation is like the key for most Mm. perimenopause and menopausal women, because as you begin to lose sex hormone, you begin to lose insulin sensitivity right? And so really balancing your glucose is imperative to not gaining weight or weight loss for most women. Hmm. There's two sets of thinking around menopause. One is 
everybody should go through it, right? It's just something that every woman should go through and it's a way of passage, right? Yeah. And some women are fine with that. And I'm like, okay, well, if that's going to be you and you want to go through menopause, okay, but let's give your body as much support as we can through nutrition, through glucose regulation, through all of that, right? To get you through that time without many symptoms. And there are some supplementation as well to stop things like pesky, like hot flashes and Mm -hmm. things like that, right? Yeah. The other set of women, which got a bad rap probably back in the 90s, was hormone replacement therapy. What most people heard was, hey, you shouldn't do HRT because estrogen, right, causes breast cancer. Right. It was like the worst study they could have done ever in like the lifetime of women, I swear, in this millennia, right? So what they did was on women who were metabolically unhealthy and they did not use bioidentical hormone. Mm. They used estrogen from horse urine, to dose these women during this study. And yeah, of course, a lot of them got precancerous cells, things like that. And so they were saying, this is a terrible idea. But now we know, and it's finally coming back to light, that if you use bioidenticals, right? Hmm. If you use estrogen, progesterone, and for some people like DHEA or even testosterone therapy, through perimenopause, going into menopause, not only do you not have to deal with all those pesky symptoms, right? It actually prevents breast cancer. It prevents Hmm. osteoporosis because you need estrogen for your bones, right? If you go through menopause and you lose estrogen, you are about 50 times more likely to get osteopenia, okay? Wow. So using bioidenticals and not the just regular old prescription from your doctor that they're going to try to give you, that is the horse urine piece, And knowing what you're getting and compounding it through like a functional practitioner or a functional pharmacy, things like that, that it can help you get through menopause just in a breeze. It Hmm. is, And then you prolong longevity if that's your thing. You know, if you want to live as long as you can without pesky symptoms and things like that, then bioidenticals are the way to go. But you need somebody monitoring that. You need somebody doing like Dutch test or hormone Mm -hmm. workups and blood work and things like that to make sure you're optimal. And how often do you have to do that? You're not talking about what? I'm not talking about pellets. Oh, yeah. What's that? So pellet therapy is literally insertions that they put in Uh, like right above your tailbone. Yeah. The problem with them is, is, is women get them in, they feel amazing, right? It's like this high of hormones. They're like, wow, I haven't felt this great in years. And every three to four months, you have to get them replaced. And so they're on this high and then they start going down. Right. And they go on this roller coaster. Oh, that sounds terrible. It is. And just like insulin resistance, where your cells become resistant signal because of high insulin load. Right. Or you sit there and push the exact dosage of hormone through those pellets, that high, high dose. You're going to need more and more and more every time you get pellets done. And it is just a terrible cycle. So people are like, how do you feel about that? So I am not a fan. I will go ahead and tell you. Yeah, (laughs) no. Well, I didn't even know that existed as an option. Yeah, I'm hopefully years out from this. But it's encouraging to know that there are some holistic options that you can prevent a lot of the symptoms because it sounds kind of terrible to me. How often do you have to check your hormones when you're doing like bioidentical hormones? Bioidenticals, you can really change very easily and adjust your dose based on your symptoms. So like if you're having hot flashes, yeah, if you're not sleeping, you can very easily because most of the time it's a cream 
Mm. right? Or they can send you multiple doses of like progesterone and things like that, that you can Mm -hmm. adjust. So again, there may be times like when you're super stressed that you may need more progesterone, right? And you can adjust those dosages easier. Whereas in like our bodies do every single day. Right. Yeah. So that's one beautiful thing. So unless you're having issues, you really don't have to recheck very often once right. every six months or so, or gotcha. maybe, maybe once a year if you're having issues. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, it's a beautiful thing that you can mostly adjust it yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. Okay. Well, we have our final questions that we ask everyone at the end of the show. So at the end of your life, when you're looking back, what will a successful life look like to you? I had to think about this one because for me, I've learned pretty early that it was not about work, 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 work. Everything is around work. And that's what I used to build like my worth and success upon. Right. Once I had my kiddo who is almost six, right? I was like, wow, not only do I not love what I'm doing, right? But this, <laughs> yeah. like I want to be with him and I want to like mm-hmm. experience things with him. And my perspective around things changed, which is kind of how I came into this field too, right? the flexibility. But as long as my family understands that I was there, like I Mm. was there, I showed up, I wasn't always on my phone, I wasn't always working, you know, I was present and my friends know I'm there, my families know, like if they need me, they can count on me. That to me would look like success. It's like, yeah, Cynthia was somebody who just showed up in life, right? She Mm. lived it and she showed up. And that's all I could ask for. Mm, I love that so much. So what's something you feel like you've been specifically intentional about recently? So again, going back to my kiddo, right? So when you have kids, everything in your relationships change, right? If if anybody goes on the back burner, it's going to be your spouse because that kid like takes up all your attention, (laughs) right? Absolutely. So after the first two years, and I was going through like a health crisis then too, Mm -hmm. Um, where I had to prioritize myself over every single thing else, everybody else. So I could actually, you know, show up to be the mom and wife. But through that, I also learned, it's like, man, I really have to be intentional about my relationships, you know, Mm -hmm. because you can get lost in being a mom, right? And like that being your identity. And so I'm really, really intentional right now about being present for him, like my, my husband and being more intentional about our relationship and quality, quality time and really scheduling that in, you know, I and love that. for me, that, that's just so important. It's been a, a lesson learned over the last few years. No, I love that so much. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I feel like I, I do have women who come to me, they're 60 and they wake up and they're like, who's this guy next to me? You know? Yeah. And so we have to, yeah, we have to spend like intentional time having fun too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much to being an adult that's like paying bills and like taxes and yeah. <laughs> all these adulting <laughs> conversations that you have to have all the time that sometimes it's like, we just need to go on a hike together. Or we need to do something fun and we need to laugh and remember why we liked each other in the first place. Um, So what's something that you want to be more intentional about? More intentional. So with this job, I do offer a lot of support to the people that that I work with, you know, I do. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's too I much. To. <laughs> I'm like, it's too much, but don't take it away. <laughs> yeah. I have to be intentional about when my family is home, like yeah. putting everything down and being with them and being in yeah. that moment. And it's constantly every day that it's like, okay, work is over. I'm putting it down. I am being very intentional about being present with them 
and where they have my undivided attention at least you know part of the day like me and Thatcher have mommy Thatcher time and he'll (laughs) like he'll tell me I want this many minutes and I'm like okay you have me fully my attention no phone no nothing for that many minutes right yeah that's I'm very intentional with my time right now Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, great. So if anyone listening needs your support, Cynthia, where can they connect with you? Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram under Cynthia Mathis Wellness. I also have a Cynthia Mathis Wellness Facebook page. In either place, they can go there. They can, if they'd like to schedule a call with me, I have that all on the link tree. Or they can send me a message and ask me any questions they'd like. And yeah, go from there. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show, Cynthia. I am in the middle of this protocol that you teach for weight loss, and I still learned stuff. You are such a light, and you are just such a wealth of knowledge and information, and I'm so thankful for you in my life, and I'm really excited for people who have been trying to lose weight every which way to be introduced to you. Listeners, if you want to work with Cynthia, you can go to her Instagram at Cynthia Mathis wellness. You can go to her Facebook page, shoot her a DM anywhere and go ahead and book your clarity call with her. You can see if you're a match to work with her and get more information about weight loss and the process that she uses. Thanks again, Cynthia, for being on the show and listeners. I will see you next week.